shout out to our newest producer level patron colleen annan thank you so much for joining our patreon we love and appreciate you welcome to a very special episode of invisible disco productions podcast writer's block party we're hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all too often mysticized process of creating and developing art I'm Thea Thronson. And I'm Amelia Annan. And today we have a very special guest, Lauren Montez. Lauren Montez is an actor, writer, director, comedian with an N E at the end. Originally from LA, she's a New York based actor who trained at Atlantic Acting School and NYU's Experimental Theater Wing. Aside from acting, Lauren is head writer of Friends or Dead Sketch Group, a member of a nationally ranked improv team. Pasadena oh Film Club shit. and an alumna of women's stand-up and a founding member of Invisible Disco Productions. That's us. Hey. She is currently working for a production company in LA and a musical theater writing duo and working on a couple of her own projects in her free time. Well, well, well. Busy, busy bee. I try. I try. <laughs> I also well really done. try to make sure I sound super busy. Like, Oh, yeah. It's a great excuse for why your art is always like okay to yep. be like no no no. i'm working on like 80 things i'm so. very i'm spread very thin right now okay yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly just kidding just kidding your art is always hyping yourself excellent. up okay great yeah it's pretty good yeah what's so, up how are you i'm great i'm actually having an amazing day wow that's awesome that's awesome why is it amazing um I did yoga this morning i Ugh. listened to the euphoria soundtrack ah, a great um, soundtrack it's a an amazing soundtrack. soundtrack. I did some work for my internship. My roommates cleaned the apartment. Wow. I didn't even know they were going to do that. They just did. Just super productive. I know. I woke up before noon and did things before noon, God, which is the first damn. time I've done that in a while. Yep. I know. I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm trying to brag, but damn, girl. Yeah. Health God. <laughs> the yeah. picture of health over here. Thank you. Excellent. Well, what did you bring in for us today? Gosh, I... Uh, a whopping project, that's for sure. Um, a whopper, this is, eh? This is a monologue um, that I wrote from a very specific perspective, and I think if, if to the five listeners listening, um, I want to give them the experience, probably ten, okay? Hey. Prob- I want to give them the experience of um, sort of the way I would want it to come around, so... If, You're going to perform it for us? Well, not perform it fully, okay? I... But could but one of you guys, yeah, auditorily, can one of you guys read the stage directions, and instead of saying the character's name, can you say, like, she, or whatever? Got it. Um, so you can begin. Door slams. Whoa. What? Really? No. No. Come back, please. Please? Don't leave. Turn around right now and walk back in that door. Do it. Right now. Now. Please. Now. Come back. Ugh. Dumb. That never works. Except now. She starts to scratch her neck. I just don't understand. You leave every day, and then you come back like it's nothing. And I love you for coming back, and I hate you for leaving. But also, I love you for it because absence makes the heart grow fonder. And when you walk through that door, woof. I am so fond. But also, I would be fond even if you didn't leave. Ever. So how about that? How about never leaving? I like that idea. She scratches at the door. That's okay. It's okay. I still love you. Gosh. I love you so much. More than anything in the whole world. 
like food or pets or treats or toys or playing outside except I do love all those things with you it goes like all those things with you then just you then all those things I think but if I couldn't have any of those other things I would take you over all of them just you you perfect human you all by yourself just you gosh I love you I love you so much uh, wait I hear something <coughs> what is that what is that what is that hello is it you I hope it's you but wait what if it's danger not on my watch get back go away go away go away oh it's just the mailman hi mailman hello as she says hi she runs around in circles and jumps up and down in excitement after she sits slash lays down on the floor gosh that was wild I wish it had been you though it always makes me sad that it's not you but don't worry I showed them no one's gonna bother us this place is safe with me I can hold down the fort but please come back soon please please I promise that I will be a good girl I promise just come back nothing that's okay then I still love you I'll, I'll just wait here then gnaws on something and that's the end if it wasn't clear it was from the perspective love. of a dog a dog it's a dog it's everybody. a dog everyone the surprise of the century that's a plot a twist surprise. I know what kind of dog Yes, that's a great I was really thinking like a little like lab puppy. Oh yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Like one of those dogs where the paws are still a little too big for the yeah. body. Yeah. 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 Guys, I've been babysitting uh I mean not babysitting, dog sitting uh, a a labradoodle. Aww. A miniature labradoodle. They're oh, pretty man. cute. That's really cute. They're pretty cute. Where did the, where did this piece come from? Like were you just looking at some dogs and you were like um kind of i did foster dog over the summer so i (laughs) I had dogs on the mind but then also i was thinking about how with musical theatery pieces and like standalone things Mm. it's really easy for it to just be like very dramatic and sad but i notice often with comedy the way that you get around that is having sort of a plot twist that is a slow reveal because a lot of comedy comes from the person being entirely serious with entirely high stakes but the audience seeing that it's not that high stakes um so i was just thinking about how with the dog you know like everything is high stakes and then also a little bit you know the song um you'll be back from hamilton absolutely yeah so i was thinking about how that's a love song yeah but it's from a king to his rebelling country so I was like oh that's kind of a crazy like love songs as a and love in general and the way we think about it in general for Mm. everyone like that idea was really interesting to me and then also it's really hard to make this because dogs are just so loving but if you actually think about it um, it's kind of this like very if a dog was a person it might be a very emotionally unstable relationship (laughs) So it was also something that I was like, oh, this could be really dark. I decided not to go too dark because it was too disturbing, but it really could be. Just some light codependence for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say some, some, some really bad codependence. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I love the concept of a love song with a twist. Yeah. That's such a genius. You're such a genius, Lauren. Stop I don't it. say it enough. Get out of here. I say it to myself too often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but not at all. 
Wait, so what was like the uh, the process? A lot uh, of this one. Um, so I kind of I kind of said this already, but I the idea first came to me as a song, but I am no sing. No songwriter. I was about to say no singwriter. Um, I am no singwriter. I'm no singwriter or songwriter. Um, so I was like, cool. What I do know is um, monologues. And so I wrote I wrote it first as a monologue, but I hate writing about love for some mm. reason. It makes me very uncomfortable. So it was also a little bit of a personal exercise in that. Mm. And I just sort of just started writing down first all the, like, betrayal cliche phrase of like you left how could you leave me but then that got too dark so then I was like okay what, what is a dog genuinely thinking like I love you so much like it's okay if you leave but I don't want you to leave but it's okay if you do but I don't want you to yeah the back and forth the constant yeah. inner battle yeah yeah love that I was thinking about how uh this for me if I were writing this it might blossom into lots of different perspectives on love like a modern love if you will yeah, um, but that leads me to wonder what the full form of this piece looks like for you. I think it's definitely a song. To me, it's definitely a song. Cool. Um, and I would love to make that happen. And then in general, past that, I don't think that we can. I think it would probably just be a standalone song. I don't think it would be more than that. I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, the Secret Life yeah. of Pets taught us everything we need to know about. The pets secret life pets the musical. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, um, but I also think this would be such a fun, like, if there was a musical just about, like, a couple or something, this would be such a fun random tangent. I right. love, like, Will Eno does that a lot in his plays. Yes. Will Eno, my favorite playwright. He, he'll just have, like, random scenes in the middle that are related, but, like, like but in you would never Middletown, there's, like, two scenes that take place with an astronaut that yeah. used to be from the town. Yeah. And he, it's got very little to do with the plot, but I just loved that sort of like. But it totally let's explore the everything in the yeah. Let's just blow this world up a little absolutely. bit more. Absolutely, absolutely. Or in failure, a love story. There's a full scene with the dog. Yes, everyone should read that play too. So yeah, yeah. so that's like the so, Olaf character from Frozen. Yes, exactly. So I think this would be a great just like. If this was a music, like it could just be a standalone song, or if this was a musical, it'd be a great random like beginning of act two song Hell yeah. or something like, like the dog that, doesn't you know? talk but this the dog has, has not song. been a character at all they've just keeping like oh bye buddy or whatever and then buddy just like comes out and sings this i think that'd be so like, funny this is how i'm feeling <laughs> yeah and they're just like <laughs> and everyone's like what what but, like never talks again never sings again right nothing just this one like in case you wondered i also am upset <laughs> this one acid um, trip of a song for the whole yeah, audience exactly. i love that that's so Thank funny. You. Um, cool. Well, I was, do you want to write the song right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no, I have no, um, I have such a minimal background in songwriting, but let's do hey, it. same, but I like doing it, so let's try. Okay, Sophia, I'm thinking some sort of, um, I'm thinking this this intro-y part, we need some sort of strumming that's like pretty pretty lovey and sweet. Can it be a little less um intense? Just like softer. Okay, if we were doing this super musical theater-y, 
it would slam and the music would cut out. Whoa, what? Back to strumming. Come back. That continues. My thought is, um, strumming interrupted for this one, I'll just fold it. I'm hearing that and I'm kind of thinking, is there maybe some like finger picking you could do? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So my thought would be, um, the pretty strumming part would cut out for, um, slam, whoa, what, come back, and then play under until the chorus. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. So, um, we got that. So that slam, the slam is a door. Yeah. It's not gotcha. me being okay. like, slam, but like, that's slam! what it is right now. Got because... it. For, for current. Yeah. yeah. And then... This is probably the part that we're looking at for the first verse. Can you just play the the strumming again? Is it is it the right chord progression? Is it too? I think it's good. Is, is the mood wrong? I feel like it's almost. I can't tell if it's the strumming or the chords. It feels too um, content. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, like angstier. Yeah. Like a little angstier. about this E minor that I'm sure, doing. Sure, sure, sure. If we do... translates really easily into the major version of that. It 
if you want to switch back and forth yeah, yeah. and be like bipolar. You let me it's it's much shorter, more speaky, like you left just like every other day, and I don't get how you could walk away, but I still love you. So it's like clipped. Okay. Yeah. Today you left. But I still love you. I feel like it might want to sit in the following maybe a little bit longer. And then when we get to the chorus, the mm, but I good still plan. love you. I still love you. Yeah, like verse one is definitely like super, super like whiny. <laughs> also, here's a thought. This might be too hard. But what if we made it super like son me e like today you left yeah. just like every other day they say absolutely like that's like almost that speech talk or something right i don't like, maybe more notes than that but music man I don't know, it's just a um yes can you play like a little thing that's like um i don't know what that is but can you do that <laughs> like that yeah can you put it is it possible to make it less um Intense or scary sounding, like maybe in different key or something. Yeah, I love that. Cool. You want to play it, and I'll just sing it up until the chorus? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Whoa, what? Come back. I love that. Cool. I don't remember it, so. Well, we have it recorded on some. We have it recorded, <laughs> and that's our verse and chorus. Um, that was so cute. And then the mailman would come in, and it would be something like, "Can you um, can you play that, but just way faster?" Yeah. 
What? Hey? Seth? Stranger? Who is it? What if it's danger? Oh, it's just the mailman. Hi! Hi! Hello, mailman. <sighs> I thought it might be you, but it wasn't. Oh, well. How do you feel about this for the mailman? Yeah. Instead of all of them? Um, so that'll be something like... That is just like insane. Um... You could start, this is verse two, you could start with today again. Mm. But I like it going from a high nail music. I thought it yeah, that's true too. But it wasn't. It makes me sad when it's not you, but that's okay. Today. Uh -huh. <laughs> Please let it be today. Yeah, that's so funny. Wait, that's so funny to me. I don't know why. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a cute little dog just like freaking out. Maybe change it with the the um. Please let it be today because you have a lot of lines starting with I. Thank you. Cool. And then we'll do chorus again, and then bridge will be something like. The bridge could be like, like, long, drawn out, like howling. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Should we just do the whole thing and see what happens? Fuck yeah. I'm just gonna kind of make it up as we go along. Yes, absolutely same. Let it be today. You could play and cuddle and eat. 
that was us working on a song in real time real time guys we hope you enjoyed it it's obviously not a finished product yet but we wanted to show you a little bit about the songwriting process and make it not look so scary and that's what yeah. writer's block party is all about you don't come here for things the are scary art's not that hard exactly. i mean it is hard all of the time it's but it's awful, not as hard as but also it's great it is. exactly um yeah but that was really interesting. Lauren, how did you feel about that? Like, did you feel like you were able to communicate the words you've written and, like, the vision you had for I the mean, song into into the lyrics and melody? Yes, to an extent. I think something that I struggle with, especially when it comes to... When it comes to all writing, but especially songwriting, is I feel so um, unprepared mm. for that. I have no... Um, I have no... I literally took two years of piano and a number of voice lessons, but not like, not like in an official capacity. So um, I think with writing in general, I always struggle with this, like, I think this idea would be so good in the hands of someone who was so much better at this thing than me. But then what it comes down to is then I have to remember, yeah, but then it wouldn't be my idea. It would be their idea. So I have to write it. And so it's like sort of that struggle of like shit i know this idea would be way better if it wasn't me doing it but also i'm the only one that knows what i want yeah so i guess i have to do it you know where it's like singing it i'm like ah, oh, this isn't the note like my voice doesn't sound good doing it but what can you do you know what i mean like right but this whatever. is what it is yeah but this is what it is and this is i had this idea and if i'm gonna actually the closest it, it will get to the vision in my head is yep. if I do it myself. Absolutely. I have to yeah. say, um, I am also not the most accomplished musician I know, and I have written with a lot of accomplished musicians. But it's you, pretty, Thea's pretty great. 
Yeah, I, was, I literally, you can't see it, but I made the most astonished face. Yeah, Thea was, she said I was, Amelia I was like, literally was like, Thea, I'm gonna hit you. You play, like, all of the instruments, don't you? <laughs> no. I literally, when people are like, does Thea play an instrument? I mean, she plays all of the instruments. <laughs> Okay. She plays that main one you don't. So kind. I don't play the saxophone. I wish I played the saxophone. Any saxophone players out there that want to teach me? Cut to next week when (laughs) Thea comes in with a fully blown like twenty minute jazz piece (laughs) on the saxophone. Hey, Uh, look. Anyway, back to Lauren. Anyway, back to what I was saying is that you, you, you did a really good job. I thought of being like, it needs to be more like this, and like like without needing to like say it in music theory terms or whatever like that's just i think that's like a common misconception about songwriting and it's yeah um like that what we just did i thought was like very collaborative and and i feel like i know so little about music theory but i have listened to so much music in my life yeah i am i come from a deep love of musical theater back in the day um and so i remember that actually just reminds me, I remember in high school, I um, had to, for my senior like project, I wrote a musical and I was like, cool, I have all these lyrics, but I can't play an instrument. So I tried to get friends to do it, but I was like, wait a minute, I know what I want this to sound like. So even though I didn't play anything, I would hear a song or two that I was like, okay, I want it to sound in this vein. And then I would figure out exactly what it was that I liked about it. Like, one of them was um, Big Spender from Sweet Charity. I wanted a song to sound like that. It's so good. But it's just a chord of, like, I think it's just... I don't know what chords are. It's just... uh, (laughs) I have no clue what they are. People explain them. I don't get it. It was just, like, the note, like, D or something like that. Just in three octaves, just going dun, 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 dun. It was not like complicated and I was like, oh, cool. So I'm just gonna pick a different note and go dun dun dun. Yeah. And then it's close enough, you know, exactly. it's the vibe. Exactly. And like you can and figure out what you like about it and translate it. Yeah. Yeah. Just get the vibes and then just translate vibes. Exactly. Pick up the vibes. Pick up the vibes, transplant them. And with like garage band and stuff like that, it's so easy. It's never this been is easy, we're not guys. sponsored by garage band, but I'm just saying Yet. like but a yes. garage band, you're listening. But garage band, but garage band. Garage if you want to sponsor us, we um, single-handedly keep you afloat. Our email is musicalsisters. <laughs> but I just think that like nowadays, it's so easy to um, approximate things, even if you can't, even if you don't have them yourself. Absolutely, we should write together because I hate writing lyrics. So we should. Write cool. Together I don't all know how time. to play music, Great. so let's write together all let's the time. Let's absolutely do that. I also, um, you mentioned like hearing something as an inspiration and then kind of transporting that into your own stuff and that leads me to my next question which is what writers inspire you um well i already mentioned will you know my favorite playwright ever love him dearly um musically i think um i mean obviously there's like great musical theater writers like sondheim or um uh andrew lippa or like some of the big ones but i also just think for me as someone, I think this podcast is going to end and everyone's going to be like, we get it, Lauren doesn't play music, like, move on. But for me personally, I get really inspired by people like um, Rachel Bloom or Bo Burnham, who, um, yeah. Rachel Bloom went to ETW. She sure did. I, I didn't 
Actually, but Bo Burnham also went to EW for a very short period. That's You're insane. so right. You're absolutely right. I didn't know yeah, that. He like he actually. I don't know if he ever went. He got accepted. He got accepted, but did he for go for like a semester or something? Yeah. Okay. For those of you who don't know, ETW is one of the studios at NYU Tisch School of Arts that we it's all went to. All three of us were in, and we've all it. attended. It. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're excited. But yes. Bo Burnham specifically, and a few others, but him specifically because. Um, he is very classically trained and he is very talented, but at the end of the day, he's like not pretentious. He's not pretentious. He's also he has to keep it simple so that he can play it himself. Exactly. And he doesn't have the most amazing voice on earth. And so it's really easy and he especially with comedy, you have to choose such a mood that you're leading because music has this amazing sketch and You'll see it a little bit in, like, Saturday Night Live or something. Mm -hmm. But, like, so much of musical comedy comes from creating a vibe that we all know and then turning it on its head. Um, mm -hmm. His country song, Pandering, is a great example of, like, he starts to play it and you know exactly what this is and what exactly. it's making fun of. Yep. So you have to go... So I feel like with those kinds of um, artists, they have to pick such a wide variety and such a generic variety, so that Absolutely. then they can make fun of it. Mm -hmm. But then, and like the formula, like it's so formulaic, exactly. It's all and it's about so meta in that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think just in general, musical theater writers, and then also musical theater and musical comedians, I think are my. When it comes to music, are my inspiration. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Um, story songs. Yes. Yep. And. I think it's such a genius genre. Which one were you thinking of? I was just thinking of a bunch of, like, do you know David Wilcox? He does a lot of, like, story songs. He has an amazing voice. He's, like, an amazing musician. But I was just Name thinking about Name one of his songs. Um, uh, Leave It Like It Is. Leave It oh, sure. Like It Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Blame it on the turpentine. He's, like... Also, from a writing perspective, since I don't... Since I know, um... Since I come from acting musical theater is inherently it's just got to have more words and more story yeah so it's much easier to translate that versus pop has so few words genuinely right. speaking. and it's like yeah yes it's hard to write like what you mean in a pop song because it has to be so metaphoric and like so like it all ties into the chorus and it's like kind yeah of vague in that way but like it also has to be specific yeah, I think Like, I'm thinking of, like, do you know the song, um, I Push Up My Glasses? Yes! I knew you would. Um, but it's got, like, so many words. Yes. Like, it tells such a long story. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you could do that in pop. Right, because it's like, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you lose the, you lose the words, and, like, when you're telling a story, it's a lot easier. It's like poetry yeah. versus short stories. Exactly, exactly. Which not both not have their time and place, just like from an acting perspective. It's oh, much boy, easier to go to musical theater. Oh, boy. Oh, there's there. Jabberwocky. <laughs> um, also, like, The Odyssey is a poem. Yeah, you're isn't right. It? You're right. Is it? That's, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, that. It's, it's, it's like a, what's an epic Epics, poem? Yeah, anything in, um, called an epic is technically. She poetry. was an English major for a semester. Ooh, Thank you. all right. Uh, <laughs> Amelia was like, I see my chance to come into the conversation <laughs> and I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, writing process, Lauren? Like, how. Oh, Where do you, like, you have to write something, or maybe you, like, have a little seed of an idea. How do you go about writing it down? 
I think I have a terrible writing practice, honestly speaking. <laughs> um, like, it's garbage. Like, I have no discipline. Um, <laughs> this is where we're at, guys. I can't disagree. We've discussed this. <laughs> like, I have a garbage writing practice, and I don't really know why it is. That's okay. Um, what would your What would your writing practice be if you had like all the time in the world and all the resources? It would still be like night before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, it would not be better. No, what it is is I'll have like a bunch of I. Normally, what happens is I'll realize I'm supposed to have ideas for uh, something. Classic. Like, and normally that. Normally it's like that afternoon or night. I'm supposed to have ideas, so I'll take a shower. Think of five ideas in the shower, hmm. or on a run. Those are like my big mm-hmm. idea places. Mm-hmm. Write them down as ideas. Mm-hmm. Then come in and be like, I have this crazy idea, and then um, be someone will be like, That's great, Lauren. Like, are you gonna write it? I'll be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like night before, I'll be like, Fuck, I have to write this thing. Or I'll be like locked in a room, like in a long car ride, or when I'm like avoiding doing something else and i'll just get a burst of it write like four lines take a breather write another four lines i have a shit writing practice but it's because of mostly i've always said this and i am rambling so i apologize Please. um well this is a podcast yeah it's true <laughs> um i think i think for me a lot of writing and i mentioned this with the song i often believe that my ideas are really good ideas and i can see what they're like fully mm. formed mm-hmm. but getting the, the steps all the way in between that actually make me very um sort of frustrated and like bored because often the steps between things in my opinion that's where i'm like oh this would be so much better if the best of the best were doing this because i think it's a good idea but i just don't trust myself to make it to make the idea actually work where I'll be like, oh shit, this would be the best. This would be an insane movie. This would be a great movie. But then I'm like, but I'd rather have, like, not Sorkin, because I don't really like his writing, but like someone like that. Right. Right. Not Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Not Aaron Sorkin. But like, I'm like, oh, if I actually had, like, the best of the best writing this, it would, yeah. it would win awards. But because I have to write it, it's only going to be mediocre. That is such a complicated psychology. <laughs> just, just but, but, what? it's also, like, in that you learn different skills, like, when you force yourself to do different mediums of things, like, just inherently. Yeah, so basically when I have an idea, I often think, like, oh, I can sort of see its full form, so then, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great idea, I'm like, oh, this idea would be super great and interesting and cool and it would like be groundbreaking or whatever but then actually me doing it I often feel like inferior to the ideas and the full form so then I'm like oh if someone better than me at this could do it it would be huge but because it's me it's only going to be okay which on one hand is like very frustrating on the other hand it is it's a it's actually kind of fun and interesting because it means that I don't really limit myself too much to a medium or a idea because I've had to write music again or like TV right. shows, movies, whatever and then direct whatever I'll do and then it also means that there's something sort of fun about holding yourself to the standard of like that level you know what I mean where it's like I don't know how good I will be 
but I think that right. this could be good, so I have to try to be as good as it could be. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, like powering through imposter syndrome. A little bit. Yeah, where it's yeah. just sort of like, mm, I don't know if I'm the best one, but since I'm the only one that can, I gotta try. I have to try, absolutely. And I think so often um, people are like, this is a stupid idea, but if you go in being like, no, this is a good idea, I just have to make it good, it becomes more of a task that you're honoring and less of like because then your brain is your tool and power rather, rather than, than like the thing that's holding yeah. you back absolutely if that makes sense absolutely it does i think what's really exciting about that too is that like that like the idea that you can only go up from here you know what i mean yeah. so like your ideas now are awesome and then once you incorporate things you learn along the way for each medium that you you pursue, it like will all integrate and you'll continue having great ideas and I then mean, you'll be more capable of making them happen. And, and all art is so integrated and connected. I think like to do one thing is to do all of them. And to absolutely. say that like you only do one thing is kind of silly to me. And right. also like- We're all multi-hyphenates. We're all multi-hyphenates now. And I also think, uh, for me, I think something I like to think about is why did this have to be this? So if it's mm-hmm. like a song, I'll be like, okay, why is it a song and not a short story or a this or yep. a that or a this? Yep. yep. And I think that when you think about something like that, it pushes you to really be careful and really honor the medium that you're working in. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great Like Euphoria question. could never be a movie. Right. Because it tackles so many different other things, but it could never be a play because of the style. It has to be a TV show, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's not, like, I think that's a, a relatively new question. Yeah. In, in, maybe, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but, like, I feel like if that question were being asked... 20 years ago, Harry Potter would have been a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have been a series of movies. Exactly. So, like, I just, I feel like now that, like, the world is everyone's oyster, etc., it's like people can finally, like, ask that and be like, but really, what am I, like, what do I want this to do? I think with streaming shows and binge-watching shows, I think before now, it the obvious was, like, cool, this was a book, so now it's a movie. This is the path it has to take because exactly. this is the path that everything is taken, and now it's all and kind now of that the now that shows and mediums and media and then like work the way they do. I mean, you get movies turned into musicals backwards. You know, you get exactly, musicals yeah. turned into stuff. So I think just like right. there's not as much of a straightforward path, so you can actually be utilizing the everything anything. Um, format that you're in. Right. Yeah. And forms are blending so much more. I mean... Absolutely. Again, to come back to Euphoria, because I just watched it. Um, there's elements Euphoria. of choreography, music videos, makeup art. Um, right. There's so much makeup in there... Makeup fucking insane. There's so much in there that wouldn't be in there any other time. Right, like it wouldn't translate. It wouldn't translate, other. so it has to be... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what we're talking about. Or, like, Moulin Rouge, the musical. Yes. Not the movie. Yes. Um, yes. The musical, they had to... There's so many parts of um, the staging of that where it's like, oh, 
they're really using the fact that they're on a stage and not in a movie to make yeah. this happen right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, form, form informs content. Oh. Had to be a stage, though, because if it was... Right, because of the thing. Because of the stuff. If they did it as a um, TV show or movie, you would the lose urgency wouldn't so be there. much. And, like, a song like um, Why We Build the Wall could never work. Right. Exactly. Except on stage. Without the immediacy of honesty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. But all of our listeners are like, you're finishing each other's sentences, but in a really fucked up way. So all, of no listeners, all of our listeners are like, time out. What? I understood a single one of those references. <laughs> and none more. We're so sorry. We are not trying to alienate. No, um, but if you want to feel alienated... That's your prerogative. I don't want to take that away from you. Oh my god. <laughs> but you can feel how you feel. We validate all feelings here. Feel how you feel. We will validate you. Yeah. But this is us validating how you feel right now. This is us. But look up all of those things that we just referenced. TV show. This is us. Watching. An amazing pilot. One of the greatest oh. pilots. Oh. Yeah. And th- another example couldn't be a movie. Exactly. Had to be a TV show. Yeah. 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 This has been a really interesting discussion that I didn't think we were going to have. Thank you. Um, it's this big brain yeah, of mine. thank you. Just, <laughs> this little brain. This little brain. Um, to to uh, finish out the episode, um, we wanted to ask you, as we do all our guests, what do you do when you have writer's block? What do I do when I have writer's block? Um, I mean, the honest answer is kind of nothing. I just don't write for a long period of time. But the not sure. honest answer is... Um, <laughs> But this is, like, the answer that I try to actually do, and I don't succeed at all the time, but I try to. You know to. what? That's really valid. This is the ideal answer. This is the ideal. The this is answer. my goal in life, is I have yes. such a list. Cool. I have a running list of so many ideas where it's, like, if I get sort of stuck in one, I'll just put it to the side and then just start writing something else. And start it doesn't matter if it's, like, good. It'll be, like, half a monologue, the beginning of a poem, just more ideas, like, something else just get shit just to get shit on the page and i think i think there's like i think of writing as like a muscle and creating in general as like a muscle so sometimes you just need to warm up and then you can do what you actually wanted or if you're not but at least you did it you know you're still building that muscle because absolutely um what's the word for someone's body of work uh body of work no no it's Um, like it's repertoire no, no no it's like Oeuvre. Oh, no, you're it. thinking it's literally the oh. French word for work. It's like oeuvre. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure, that. But I just think when you... For a French speaker. French audience. For all the French speakers <laughs> that also watched Hades Town, This Is Us, and Euphoria. Um, <laughs> and Moulin Rouge, the musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think that, like, uh, especially nowadays, everything you're doing is creating, like is just adding to what you create. So nothing you create exists outside of you or in its own vacuum. So I think just right. creating anything is always the way to do it. Even if you're stuck on one thing, just create something else. Just make something. Because yeah. making stuff teaches you what you don't want to make and also teaches mm-hmm. you how to get to where you want. 
Right. It will either teach you what you do like or what you don't like. Yeah. Like, one of those exactly. two things will happen. <laughs> or, like, I mean, Susan Laurie Parks had an amazing... Her story about writing The Red Letter Plays in the Blood and um, Stupid Fucking A. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's not no. Stupid Fucking A. It's just called Fucking A. Uh, I was thinking of Stupid Fucking Bird. Um, yeah. But Fucking A and um, In the Blood, she had this idea to write a play that was like a modern retelling of The Scarlet Letter. She had never read The Scarlet Letter. Then right. she wrote a bunch of stuff, thought it was all bad, went back in, deleted about half of it, realized, wait a minute, what I just wrote wasn't fucking A. It's another play that's also based on The Scarlet Letter. It's just not the thing that I wanted. This is a different play. I'll call it In the Blood. And then once she had gotten that out of her system, she was like, cool, now I can write fucking A. Yeah. But it took writing in the blood to clear that idea out to be able to exactly. write fucking A. And I think that's an insane way to work. But I also fully believe that, like, sometimes you've got to get certain things out so you can get to what your idea actually is. Yeah. And, like, be open to the idea that, like, you might think something is all one piece and it's not. Yeah. You might have, like, five images in your head and that might all be one thing. Or it might be, like, these three things are together and this thing. Like, and those. Yeah. Things come out different than you expect. Yeah. You have to kill your that. darlings, but also you don't always have to kill them. You can just move you can them just somewhere else in the room. Relabel them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Good answer. Well, Thanks. thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. This has been a really great conversation. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you, you everyone. A super for special listening. episode. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. All of you who are listening. We really appreciate you. And, uh, and have a great tomorrow. That's that's awesome. Oh, what's that advice. like? What's that Truman quote? Oh, um, it's like good. Good morning, and if in case I don't see you, afternoon, good, good night, evening, yeah. and good night. Uh, that's a good quote. Yeah, that is a good quote. Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Dennis Blatt, Lauren Montez, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keane. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks, and have a great week!